In motorsport, consistency and performance is all that matters. The pinnacle of Australian motorsport is the Supercars Championship, and they trust race fuels. And you can too. Maybe you do club sprints, maybe you're into motocross, or maybe you rip around the karting track. Race Fuels has products if you're interested in consistency and performance. Find out more at racefuels.com.au. Two of the very best operators marked up in the garage. Wow. This has been coming for a long time. These two do not like each other. There are two parts of the story as always. Red flag, this is a suspended uh, race. Welcome back to the Parked Up Podcast. My name is Grant Rowley. I'm joined by Tony D'Alberto. We're powered by Race Fuels, and it has been a very, very strange week in the world of motorsport and in the world in general, Tony D. It certainly has. Um, here we are locked down again in Melbourne or Victoria. Um, and we missed out on Winton, which mm. sucks, mm. Um, which we'll, we'll talk about quite a bit in this episode. We've got some great guests to catch up on and see how that uh, has impacted the industry. Um, huge amount of racing over the weekend. Uh, but the first thing that I want to talk about, Grant, is... Where are you? What What are you doing? Because it's it's eight thirty on Monday night. We're yep. recording this pod quite late. Generally, we do it quite a bit earlier on Monday. Yep. Um, but for reasons that you're going to explain to our listeners, uh, mm -hmm. we haven't been able to record so early. What's going on? Uh, yeah. So I've decided to do some border skipping. Uh, I'd really like to go to Darwin just to work on my tan. So yep. I'm going to go, nothing to do with the uh, delicious beers that they have up there. Not at all. That's not how I sold it to the family anyway. So um, I'm just going to go spend some time with uh, mum and dad. I haven't seen them since Christmas. So I get to hang out there. Might uh, catch up with like some. Darwin? No, no, no. They're uh, just up in Sydney. Just up in Sydney. So oh. I've just crossed the border. I'm at a, uh, I'm at a little truck stop hanging out with uh, with some of my mates here, driving much bigger cars and what uh, vehicles than what I'm in. So you're not even at the hotel yet? No, no, no. I've still got, uh, still got a little bit of time to go. So I don't know. So usually I, uh, I have the pod set to launch at 4 a.m. every Tuesday. I just don't mm -hmm. know if that's going to be the case. It might be a mid-Tuesday mid morning sort of um, mm -hmm. upload. Apologies for any of those real big fans of the 4 a.m. parked up podcast um, upload. Uh I do love uh, listening to it on a Tuesday morning on my way to work. So, you know, you're going to let me down here. <laughs> we'll see. I might get, I might have some inspiration, but I've been doing a lot of sitting on my backside for the last four and a bit hours. So, and I've still got a little bit to go. Uh, anyway, we, uh, you're right. We do have uh, some cool guests to uh, talk about what's been a pretty frantic week. Uh, in the world of motorsport, we're going to talk to Andrew Van Leeuwen from motorsport.com. Uh, he's going to give us the latest on uh, what happened uh, before Winton, what happens after Winton. We're also going to talk to our very good friend from Race Fuels, Mark Tierney, who'll give us a bit of an update from, from his point of view, from the supplier's point of view, about uh, how he dealt with Winton, what impact it has on Darwin and the rest of the championship. We also uh, have caught up with Lee Stimation, our great mate from Reaction Performance, uh, who will give us all some some lockdown tips. And uh, I want to ask him why he keeps sending us all these uh, requests to do all this exercise. <laughs> Come on, mate. I've got no time for that. Locked flat out. I'm locked down. I've got no time for any exercise. <laughs> uh, and I, I also grabbed uh, Bryce Forward from Walkinshaw Andretti United. Man for a quick chat about his season so far. 
uh, and uh, about, um, yeah, how uh, obviously Chaz is going pretty good on one side of the garage. Things hasn't, haven't been quite as good for him in 2021, certainly not as good as what they were for him in 2020. So uh, we'll ask him uh, some hard questions and, and some not so hard questions. But there was also a heap of racing <laughs> that we can talk about too, Tony D. You're a bit, um, as you said, it's 8.30 on Monday night here. I'm very you stayed tired. Up, you stayed up for the Indy 500. I knew that I had this big road trip coming up. There's no <laughs> way I was staying up for that thing. How's your eyes? Look, I, I am getting a bit tired right now. Um, so if I sound even more nasally than normal, it's because I'm half asleep. Um, but, you know, like it's only sort of once in a lifetime that you get to watch your mates um, contest the Indy 500. And, by mates, I'm talking about Scott McLaughlin. Um, it was pretty special uh, to see him compete in his first Indy 500, and I wanted to see every every moment of it. And uh, I don't know if I saw every moment because I did fall asleep a little bit um, in the early hours of the morning, but I set my alarm. I got up at 2 o'clock because it, it said the race started at 2.15, I think it was, but it certainly didn't. The, the amount of pre-race... Uh, uh, anthems and sing-alongs and all sorts of stuff that they do is um, is pretty intense. So that, that seemed to go on forever. So I'm glad that I didn't get up any earlier than than two. But um, yeah, action-packed race, which we'll go into in the new section. But um, I am a little bit tired today, Grant. There's no cool. doubt about it. And I, there was even, there was no beers. There was nothing. It was just literally no. Coffees? woke up. No, not even. I, I just, I literally woke up, put my earpods in and laid in bed and watched it. That doesn't sound like motor racing to me. Not motor racing from no. the couch anyway. No. That's not no. how I go about my business. So you Originally, said you wanted to watch your mate. You said you wanted to watch your mates. And I saw today that you posted an old retro photo of you and Helio. Is he not your mate? Did well, you not get up for him? He won the no, race. That was just a photo of some bloke that really wanted a photo with me and Fabs when we went to right. Daytona one year. Of course. <laughs> of course. All right, cool. Hey, look, let's talk, let's talk some more Indy five hundred. Uh, and some supercar stuff, and some Molly Taylor as well. She's on mm. fire. Let's talk about that in the news. And the news is brought to you by motorsportwebsites.com.au, a great supporter of the Parked Up podcast. And they've got some very special news of their own. They've just launched their very own website. I hope they went to motorsportwebsites.com.au to get that new <laughs> website. But if you go to motorsportwebsites.com.au, you'll see some of the new uh, tricks that the the guys that Shane and uh, his team at Motorsport Websites have come up with a, cu a couple of very cool innovations. The, their website is awesome. And of course, they can make your website awesome too. Right. Uh, so the big news is that you stayed up a long time and watched a, a car race, but there was a uh, fair bit going on and that race wasn't decided right to the very end. Elio Castroneves took the win, his fourth Indy 500 title. You can be our race reporter on the spot. Tell us how it all unfolded. Well, I can't remember because I fell asleep for half of it. <laughs> um, look, the, the gist of the whole thing was um, Scotty Mack uh, stayed out of trouble. He was in the 10 for a lot of the race and unfortunately had a pit lane penalty uh, towards the back end, which just hurt his chances of getting that top 10. But he did get rookie um, of the Indy, Indy 500. So he was the top place rookie 
of the event, which was um, in 20th fantastic. Place. In twentieth place. Yeah, in twentieth place, which, which uh, you know, for a lot of people, probably don't think is is a big achievement, but. Um, for your first attempt at it, um, look, he would have he would have finished close to that ten if if he didn't have that little misdemeanor in the pit lane. But uh, I tell you what, there was a lot of people having problems entering the pit lane, um, trying to stop the car. And, and what you got to remember is they don't use the brakes uh, around the circuit at all, so um, they got cold brakes uh, and generally get a little bit of knockoff. So where the pad just comes off the disc a little bit. Um, so the guys are trying to pump the pedal up before they get to the, the um, pit lane. And sometimes that just uh, doesn't happen quick enough. And you can imagine the speed they're traveling at and they've got to wipe off a lot of speed to, to get down to, I think it's a hundred, hundred miles. No, it wouldn't be a hundred miles an hour. What is it, Grant? I'm not sure. Um, you watched the race. Well, it's, it's not, it's not 40 Ks now, put it that way. Like in supercars, <laughs> it's right. much quicker. Uh, but there's cars coming in backwards and like crashing into the the um, pit wall and some of those crews hanging over the wall concentrating what they're doing on their pit stop were quite vulnerable in a couple of spots. So Will Power uh, had no brakes coming in the pit lane. Um, there was another guy, Wilson, uh, that crashed in the pit lane early in the race. Um, the race favourite though, Scott Dixon, um, actually had a problem early in the race and had to uh, had to ch- t- pull the rear cowling off and uh, unfortunately went down a couple of laps. So that was a bit of a um, disappointment because I think Scott Dixon could have, he was sort of the favourite all month, you know, he was quickest in quality, he was quickest in a lot of the practice sessions and he, he was sitting in the front quite comfortably. But um, Helio, he, uh, he played the game really well and um, he, he made the pass of two laps to go and, made it stick and they actually came up to, to a bit of traffic on the last lap and uh, luckily it didn't hold him up and didn't change the result of the race. So fantastic for him to get his fourth win. And uh, there's a lot of talk about how he was let go by uh, Penske only a year ago, I think it was. Um, well, he actually did the Rolex 24 hour at the start of the year, but that was in the sports car program. So he hasn't driven an IndyCar for quite a while. And his first IndyCar race this year, hasn't done the championship, comes out and wins the Indy 500. So he's done two races this year and he's won both of them. So he was saying uh, there's life in the old dog just yet. Mm. Someone signed him up for the Bathurst 1000. 46 years old, 46. Hey, that's not that old. Calm down. That, that actually gives me a bit of hope that I've still got another 10 years of racing in me. You've still, you've still got a chance at making the Indy 500? Is that what you're yeah, saying? Yeah, and winning four of them. <laughs> yeah, you got eight of time. Okay, no, so it was a good race. Yeah, great, great, great race to watch. So we uh, we put up a little post on the uh, on the parked up Facebook page prior to the race. So I gave everyone about a four or five hour head start to tell us where you thought Scott McLaughlin would finish in his Indy 500 debut. He finished twentieth. We were giving away a parked up t shirt and a race fields hat. There were 42 people who uh, commented, putting their uh, little tips in. That was great. Yep. Uh, It's safe to say that that uh, one small parked up shirt that remains, the small sized one, (laughs) is still safe because no one picked 20th spot. I think someone did today. Yeah, today after the race finished. (laughs) Yes, they did. Yeah. So the the small parked up shirt is saved for another day. Uh, okay. Cool. So another Indy five hundred run and one. That was the hundred and fifth Indy five hundred. Can you believe it? I, uh, Very the, cool. 
very cool. Very cool. Long, long tradition, traditional race. And good to see some fans in the Have stands. Have you been to the Indy 500? No, 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 no. I went to ah. Daytona. I went to the Daytona 500 for NASCAR once. Yeah. That was, okay. that was cool. I've been to Daytona and I've been to the Indy 500 once as well, um, many years ago. And it is a spectacle, like crazy. And and obviously, you know, this year, I think they only had 40% of the crowd there or something like that. Yeah. Um, so it wasn't jam-packed, but the atmosphere is huge. And the, just the lead-up to the race, the massive build-up for the drivers, you know, the teams, I think um, for those guys, they just hope that, um, the race goes well, but also that they, they probably can't wait for the race to start because there's so much hype and, you know, a lot of press stuff they've got to do leading into the event. And it's just like, come on, can we just go racing for God's sake? Mm, yep. Um, but yeah, very, very cool. Hopefully Grant, we can get over there, um, and watch Scotty Mack in the flesh uh, in years to come. Mm, yeah. One day, hopefully if he's still doing it in 20 years, we might have a shot. Well, that's right. Why not? Um, okay, cool. So, uh, there was also some excellent news for an Australian competing overseas. Molly Taylor took her second win from two starts in the formula extreme E series, the new electric, uh, SUV title. That's two wins from two starts and a, uh, an amazing performance for her and Nico Rosberg's team firmly leading the title now, um, in its inaugural year and, uh, yeah, our, uh, our little Molly T she keeps on punching on. Yeah. I didn't uh, get to see a lot of it, but, uh, they look strong the whole, um, uh, event. So I think they qualified second and took out the race. But, uh, the thing that I, I found interesting was they went for a little swim after the race she yeah, went for a went to swim a beach. with, uh, with Nico and just, you know, mm-hmm. thought it was all a bit weird, but anyway, um, <laughs> that's just you thinking that's weird. That would have ruined uh, a race suit though. Chucking a race suit in the ocean is nah, surely fine. a throwaway, throwaway job. That'd be fine. Do you reckon Molly though now just literally sits back and goes, oh, like, I'm hanging out with Nico Rosberg here. I just mm-hmm. went for a swim with him, you know, probably going for dinner. <laughs> like they're just friends now. Like it'd be such a weird thing. I reckon, you know, like someone that she would have watched growing up. Um, you know, him racing at the pinnacle and now she's just, you know, uh, racing for him, getting paid by him. There you go. Very cool. Winning race. Amazing. I love it. Amazing. That's great. Great job from Molly and the entire Rosberg team. It's an awesome result. And of course, speaking of Molly Taylor, it'd be rude of me not to very quickly plug the books. Yep. Yep. So of course you can go to networkr.com.au and pre-purchase some, uh, of one of the five, uh little heroes books which will be out very soon actually um the uh great team at adam's print sent me a video today showing me the books getting um uh getting coming off the uh, little printing mill so um super super excited to to see some of those it's networkr.com.au pre-purchase those molly jim richards peter brockdick johnson john bow uh, some of Australia's greatest and uh, I've done some kids books that you can have a look at. Um, okay, cool. That's enough international stuff. I reckon we, uh, we bowl into some supercars. As, mm. you, as we said at the top of the show, we were meant to be at Winton Motor Raceway. We should have been talking about some winners and spinners from Winton, but uh, none of that actually happened because, uh, because of a whole bunch of reasons, mainly around COVID-19. And we're going to jump on the line right now with Andrew Van Leeuwen from motorsport.com 
to discuss how, what, why, and what next. And we've got Andrew Van Leeuwen on the line all the way over from Perth, WA, AVL. You were supposed to be with me at Winton. It just hasn't happened. Yeah, well, it almost turned into quite a lengthy stay at uh, Chateau Rolling. I can tell you, if I'd got on that plane uh, on Tuesday, as I was meant to, I would not be going home and you would be having a house guest for the next uh, God knows how long, which, to be honest, I can see the upside too. My wife disagrees that it might have been good fun, uh, but uh, she was stuck here with the kids. But anyway, I didn't get on the uh, I didn't get on the plane. I am in Western Australia. I am more than five kilometres from my house right now because that is an entirely appropriate thing to do. Yep, that is certainly something that we don't have that luxury. So uh, it was um, it was all on Thursday that the news broke that no Winton event was going ahead. It was going to be postponed until uh, July, August. A real shame for supercars. It feels like 2020 has uh, come back for, for part two. You, uh, with your role at motorsport.com, you were certainly breaking the stories on that day. Uh, just give us a rundown about... Uh, from your point of view, how things rolled out? Yeah, look, so I guess by by Monday, we sort of knew that there was something going on. That's when it came out that there was these two uh, positive cases uh, in Melbourne. So straight away, you start to go, oh, okay. And I can imagine, you know, the first thing I did was push my Tuesday flight back to Wednesday. Uh, I'm pretty sure that, you know, most of the travel plans for the Queensland and New South Wales teams, they would have been going, okay, well, this is it's good that this is happening now because we've got a bit of time to see what's going to happen in the next couple of days. Um, you know, we've had this sort of run of very small outbreaks. There's been some here in Perth. There was the one in Sydney uh, where, you know, there's one or two cases and everybody starts to panic and then it just sort of disappears. So I guess that we've sort of started to get used to that a little bit. And I thought, well, you know, by Wednesday, things could be fine anyway and we'll be um, we'll be raring to go and there'll be no more cases and, and, and all that sort of stuff. But obviously it hasn't played out that way. This is actually a real outbreak. There was more cases, you know, by... By Thursday morning or even by Wednesday, I think we're up to what, like 20-odd cases linked to this cluster. So you started to go, it's amazing that the lockdown hasn't started yet and it feels like it's impossible we're going to get to the weekend without there being a lockdown. And then on Thursday morning, yep, the news came through that that, that Winston was off. There was already support categories there, so they were all told to pack up and, and head home. That Luckily, there was enough time. You know, like, for example, Triple H, uh, Super 2, transporter was already at Winton um, there was time for them to get back across the Queensland border without there being any border uh, border hassles so you know the professional sport can actually still happen in Melbourne we're watching footy matches going on this weekend or over the weekend there's been footy matches but um, the issue is just the interstate people you know who really wants to go to Victoria right now and face hotel quarantine in some circumstances um, if you need to get back so there was all sorts of even on Thursday morning before the cancellation or on Wednesday, teams were being told, the interstate teams were being told, don't go to Melbourne. Fly to Canberra, fly to Sydney, fly to Albury. Don't go to Melbourne. If you can avoid going to Melbourne, don't go there. So they were already starting to make moves, but obviously it just became you know untenable to try and hold an event. And, and by sort of mid-morning Thursday, we, uh, we knew the whole thing was off. AVL, do you think it was a little bit optimistic of supercars to think they were going to be able to hold an event at Winton? Uh, it seemed like it happened very late, you know, to, to one minute tell the teams, don't go to Melbourne, go to Canberra. So all the Queensland-based teams jump on a flight, get to Canberra, and then by the time they get off their flight, everything's all cancelled uh, at the next minute. So it seemed like there was uh, a cancellation. Um, like it just all happened very quickly. Um, for one minute we're going, next minute we're stopped. 
Absolutely. Yeah, really, really last minute. I guess for the supercars teams, there was still that extra day in terms of they're not being on them not being on track until the Saturday. Um, so uh, yeah, it was probably, and I think everyone like it, there wasn't many people by Wednesday. Certainly by Wednesday, even on Tuesday, there was not a lot of optimism out there that this event was going to happen outside of supercars. Supercars were still saying no, 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 it's all fine. But everyone I spoke to was going, look. We're certainly not, you know, I'm not grabbing the toiletries bag and chucking the toothpaste in there just yet because I really don't think we're going to be going anywhere. Um, and so, you know, I think the teams, the supercar teams will probably be prepared. The hard part was the support categories, you know. Mm. If you're an interstate support team, they're already there. And, you know, and, and then had to face the headaches of getting out of there and potentially, depending on where they flew in from, you know, there, there'll be people out there that are in isolation at the moment because they would have flown into Melbourne and they would have been in that greater Melbourne area and they're probably either had to be tested and checked or they're in isolation or whatever. So they're the ones that, that, that kind of really got the raw end of the pineapple because they were going to be on track Friday and they were already bumped in, ready to go, uh, ready to go racing, you know? So um, yeah, that it, from that perspective, and that was, they couldn't even give it that extra day supercars because they had to do something with those teams. They had to make a, they had to make a decision and, you know, I think in, in hindsight, sure, you go, well, let's, they should have called it earlier in the week. But remember, it was only Monday when those first cases came out. So, you know, some credit to, to them. It was it was a it was a fast evolving and pretty difficult situation to read. And again, like I say, we had those, we've had some of these little outbreaks that have been fine. So, you know, I guess that, that, that a little bit of oh, I should be right mate attitude can be excused because that's how it's been the last few times we've we've gone down this path. I, I just feel from Supercar's point of view, um, they almost overlooked the impact that it's got on the support categories because the decision was made very late for obvious reasons. But if Supercars were on track on Friday, do you think the decision would have been made on Wednesday instead? Yeah, I, I think so. I think that's a, that, that's a fair point. And I think that that's, you know, that, that's one of those things that, like I say, again with hindsight, yeah, they should have called her on Wednesday. They should have called on Tuesday, going, "Hey, this is not, this is not going to go, this is not going to go well. Let's make sure none of these guys leave home." Because at the end of the day, if you're coming from Queensland, you were probably on the road. And you needed a bump in Thursday. You might have been on the road mm. by Tuesday. Mm. Um, and that's the other thing, you know, like the, the, the sort of travel times required, and that um, they, they couldn't have called her off any earlier than say Tuesday, because we only found out about these cases on Monday afternoon. So it, it's probably one of those things that. Like you're right, they definitely cop the raw deal, those support guys. But it was probably to some extent, unless you know, you can't blame Supercars for wanting the event to go ahead oh, and for sure. trying as hard as they could to get the event to go ahead. You know, and waiting as long as they can. And at the end of the day, their, their priority is on their category, um, and they had the time to wait until Thursday, um, and that's kind of what they what they decided to do. But oh, I bet there's some pretty unhappy people in support category land for sure. Yeah, for sure. But um, full credit to Supercars for doing everything they could to make sure that event goes ahead. Now, of course, we've got uh, the Darwin Triple Crown coming up in three weeks' time. The Supercars teams have been asked to, certainly the Melbourne ones have been asked to get over that border as soon as possible to, because at the moment they'll be able to spend seven days in New South Wales in self-isolation to ensure that they are able to catch the, the appropriate flight because uh, Darwin's rules is you have to have not been in Victoria for 14 days. That's as it stands right now. And of course that can change depends on Victoria's lockdown, but um, how do you, do you, do you think Darwin will go ahead? Yes. 
Yes, I think it will. So, you know, the, the, the teams looked at leaving on Thursday. They were sort of packed up and ready to go. Um, if the border arrangement with New South Wales hadn't changed to include that isolation period, if you entered after 4 p.m. on Thursday, I think teams would have left already. Um, but obviously when that happened, it kind of took the urgency out of the situation. The risk was, and probably is still, that the situation in Melbourne could get worse and New South Wales could just flat out close its border again, full stop. But as it stands, yeah, they have to comply with the lockdown. It's been a bit confusing with the sort of different, uh, what the actual rule is. But, you know, so that seven days of, of, of isolation, that, that could end up being longer because, um, because effectively, you know, if the lockdown in Melbourne continues and that seems fairly likely, then they would have to, I, I think the ruling would be that you would just be basically under the conditions of, of, of wherever you've come from, but they could at least, if the teams are in by Wednesday, they could at least serve. Once they've done two weeks, then it's all irrelevant. Once you've done your two weeks, then you should be free to go. At least, you know, Northern Territory were very fast to close their border. So at least that situation's probably not going to get any worse because they're, like, they're basically sticking you straight into hotel quarantine anyway. So it's not like they're sweating on an arrangement with Northern Territory that may get worse. It's as bad as it can be which at least you then know what you're working with and you go, cool. Um, yeah, the, the risk is that there's 40 cases tomorrow and they can't get into New South Wales by Wednesday when they need to. But that sort of doesn't necessarily seem like that's going to happen. So I think the teams will wait as long as they can. There's still some hesitancy to go. Obviously, those teams went through so much last year, those Melbourne teams. So there's still a bit of hesitancy from some teams to go. Um, I think they really just couldn't get the support to do a bolter last week anyway. From what I'm hearing, teams will wait as long as they can. They won't go till probably Tuesday or Wednesday because they don't want to be away any longer than they need to. Um, so, yeah, but I, I think based on the advice from Supercars, which they posted yesterday, apparently didn't necessarily inform the teams that message was going out public yesterday until <laughs> um, it was public. Um, but it did go public and the teams went, oh, okay, cool. Well, I guess we know what's going on now. Um and they, uh, yeah, they they will have to be on the road by Wednesday if Darwin's going to go ahead, and I, I think they will. Well, ABL, we thank you so much for joining us on Parked Up to give us an update on another COVID crisis within uh, Australia uh, and the and the world. We're we're almost sick of I'm this. Just I think. Sick of it. Yeah, I'm sick of it. I'm sick of it. I wish I wish we weren't having. I wish we were having a. I wish we were talking in person at Winton Grant. That's what I wish we were doing. <laughs> we uh, should have been and doing that right, right about now. I reckon, without a doubt, Grant, we would have been at Bowser Bean having a nice old latte. What do you reckon, ABL? Um, sure, you can drink. I have a different poison on a race weekend oh, what, normally than a latte. That's for the, that's the morning. Well, just, yeah, I don't know, this, this would have been three o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> Yeah. Well, what's your, what's your point, TD? No, you know, hard day of work. No, no, yeah, definitely. Actually, would have needed would have needed a top up coffee coffee by now. So that's a good point. We would have been having a coffee for sure. Thanks, AVL. We'll uh, catch you real soon on the Parked Up podcast. See you, boys. And we thank AVL for his time on the Parked Up podcast. Of course, the Supercars teams weren't the only ones affected. It was it was crowd. It was support categories, as AVL was was saying. But it was also the suppliers and our uh, great friends at Race Fuels uh, were there on the spot delivering fuel. And we caught up with Mark Tini, the MD, to discuss uh, some of the uh, highs and lows that his business felt during the uh, postponed winter round. 
And we thank Mark Tierney for joining us here on the Parked Up podcast. Mark is the MD of Race Fuels, great supporter of, of the Parked Up podcast. We thank you very much for that. We also thank him for joining us. How are you? Hey, Grant, Tony, thanks for having me. Now, you guys would have dealt with uh, the uh, the full brunt of the the Winton postponement. How was it from your end? Look, let's just say it's not our first rodeo. Um, I was it was a lot easier than the Grand Prix um, cancellation postponement because at the end of the day we had just arrived. We'd done very few deliveries. We only delivered into Super Two and Super Three, so we had to pull those drums back onto the truck. But the B double hadn't been unloaded, so that. <laughs> spent a tank of diesel driving to Benalla and driving back to Dandenong South. But uh, we still have stock. We're lucky. Look, our stock is our stock. So we have, still have stock. It's drummed. Um, we can turn around and put something together for Darwin. But um, it is a challenge because you turn up to a race meeting ready to sell fuel to everyone at that race meeting. Mark, uh, just give our listeners a bit of a background on how far set up a lot of the teams were at Winton. Did we oh, absolutely. people have cars out of the trucks? Um, you know, how advanced was all that? Yeah, super, super two, super three, ready to go. Uh, obviously, the supercars transporters were in route, so the main series transporters were, were on their way in. But uh, super two, super three, they were effectively unpacked, ready to go, because they were on track Friday. So Thursday morning, they need to be ready. Um, and we had obviously with a, a big support card, you had from the Hyundai Excels on their box trailers uh, all the way through to, um, you know, B-double Pantex with the, with the Super 2 teams. There was a lot going on, and it was a race meeting that was ready to be held. And, Mark, from your point of view now, uh, Darwin is the next event for supercars. Uh, how do you get yourself up there? Do you need to get going now and, and do some quarantining, or, or what's the go? The plan is to be 14 days outside of Victoria and to do hub and quarantine as required. So... We have the two critical days really are tomorrow and Monday where our driver, our truck driver needs to be across the border. And then Wednesday has, is D-Day for Victorian supercars personnel to be off-site out of Victoria and, and having a plan so that uh, Darwin will let those people in. You kick this off by saying this isn't your first rodeo. It's, it's 2020 Mark II, it certainly feels yep. like. You guys should do a podcast when we're sort of parked up and can't go anywhere. <laughs> uh, we thought about that. We've thought about that. But uh, look, and one of, one of the positives is that the vibe coming from Supercars um, is that we want to get Darwin done and there's no intention to go beyond Darwin without having Victorians return home. So that's a positive for us because 2020 was extremely hard where you really didn't know how much longer we would need to be on the road for. So at least for this version in 2021, they're saying, hey, look, get to Darwin and then get back to Melbourne. And there's a new date for Winton being July 31st, August 1. Is that correct? Yep, that's right. That's right. So, and we look forward to that. I mean, it will be absolutely freezing cold and <laughs> the race fuels beanies will certainly be no. re replacing the race fuels hats on that uh, weekend. Yep. And we choose to stay in Mansfield, which is a ski town. So um, oh. we're suddenly getting involved in ski booking. So... That is what it is, but um, no, we're ready to go. And we're looking forward to the round because it's, for us, it's a home round. We, we love Winton. It's close. It's, it's handy. But uh, the really good news was the immediate um, postponement and the confirmation of that later date. I think that was really positive. And let's hope, let's really hope that this is how it's going to pan out. Mark Tini, we thank you so much for joining us on 
the Parked Up podcast. And we should also uh, just personally thank you for your continued support of our podcast through the mighty fighting race fields. Hey, thank you and happy to be involved. And we thank Mark for his time. Uh, yeah, what a what a shame! And uh, like uh, mm. as he was saying, like all of those support crews, they were they unloaded all their cars, and fuel had been supplied, and tires were being dished out. Some of those teams have come from Brisbane, uh, and then told to turn around. Yeah, it's a real shame, and uh, unfortunately, it, it it is just the way it rolled. You know, I don't think supercars could have really called it much earlier. Perhaps they 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 were just trying so desperately to get the event to, to happen, um, to keep pressing on, you know, and show that they can still go racing uh, in amongst, the, um, you know, the pandemic that we're in. Um, but, you know, I did feel for those teams that had made so much effort getting to Winton, getting ready to go, preparing their cars, because they were on track a day earlier than what the supercars were. So they had to be there ready to, ready to roll. And for those teams coming out of Queensland, you know, they've been on the road all week and just to unpack and then pack up and go again, you know, real shame for those guys. So let's hope we can get on top of this quickly and we can get back to racing really soon. But the next supercar event is obviously Darwin. And that's, uh, that's why you're on the road yourself, Grant, to uh, get to that next event. And it, it does make it difficult though, for, for some teams you know they're not professional teams like in dvs or career cup or you know some of the other categories and it's very difficult for them to to take time off and go on quarantine like you're doing um to go to a race event so i know uh there's other events on at the moment like super bikes are preparing to have an event on um shortly and, and you know some of the guys like wayne maxwell are saying they're not going to be able to make it because they just can't take three weeks off um to to get to a race event because mm. it's um you know they they can't take time off work so it's a problem and uh it's something we're just gonna have to do the best we can and and get on with it the best mm. we can god damn it melbourne and it's covid mm. love spreading of the love down there okay. not me anymore i'm, I'm over it's the a border. complete bummer mate see you later complete bummer it is. it is actually i was watching an interesting news report and they they would they were saying the reason why Melbourne is so susceptible to the virus spreading is because it's the easiest city in Australia to get around. It is, it is yeah. uh, like the public transport is fantastic. The, the roads are great, best in the country. Mm. It's obviously quite uh, densely populated as well. So it's just the perfect little recipe for, um, for little naughty viruses to go and spread themselves everywhere. Um, because we've seen these uh, little outbreaks happen and they've been able to like, particularly a place like Perth, like they have one or two cases or whatever it's been, they shut the whole state down for uh, for three days and that's, that's it. They just have one or two cases and they get on with it. Unfortunately in Melbourne, it just has not been like that. Certainly not this time anyway, or most well, of last year. No, that's right. What's your uh, take on it, though? Do you think we're going to be out of lockdown on Thursday, or oh, do you think they will not. postpone no, absolutely it? Absolutely not. It'll be extended for Don't sure. Don't say that. Sorry, mate. Sorry. I'm gonna be happily to be happy to be proven wrong. It does happy. feel like that. It does definitely feel like that. But um, you know, everyone's quite negative and like, oh, this is going to go on for ages. And I just really hope it doesn't. I hope uh, we can get on top of it quickly. Mm. Okay. Put your mask on, people. Yes, wear your mask. Uh, go get your shot if you 
need to get shot. Mm. Um, don't Just do the right thing, please. Don't kiss people you shouldn't be kissing. I don't know. I, what else? I is must there? admit, like I went into the supermarket last night, and like most people don't have a mask on. I'm like, am I meant to have a mask on or not? Yes. I'm pretty sure I am. Definitely, everyone um, should. So, yeah, I had a mask on, but like people were quite relaxed about it and yeah, no, not no, taking no. it as a serious. Whereas last year when we had the lockdown, you couldn't walk closely to somebody without them sort of giving you a funny look like, hey, mm. mate, can you get back off, you know? And now it's it's almost, uh, I don't know, they're definitely not, people are definitely not taking it as serious as what they were last year. And that's perhaps why we're back in the same sort of way we are. Well, someone who is taking their life pretty serious at the moment is Bryce Forward from the Walkinshaw Andretti United team. I caught up with him today at the Walkinshaw Racing Headquarters down there in Clayton. And what are you uh, doing grabbed there? him. I've got uh, I've got things to do. I've got people to see. Oh, I'm doing right. well, don't you working worry for about Nissan. Oh, Nissan. <laughs> working for Kelly's one week. And I'm, then ev- I'm every the next. I'm, I'm everybody's man. I'm then everybody's Honda man. the next. I'm everybody's man. Hey, actually, did you before I get into this? Did you see the uh, news little uh, news analysis piece that I wrote for the TCR Australia website with the qualifying positions? The qualifying. I, actually, I didn't look at it because I thought mm, I don't know if that's going to be that favourable for me, so I didn't look at so, it. So, so I did a quick analysis <laughs> on who was the top qualifier, the the best qualifier over the four rounds, and did a like an an average cumulative. Um, score. So Chaz mm. Mostert sits on top in the mm. the TCR Australia uh, uh, qualifying ranks from the four mm. rounds held so far. Tony D, where do you think you sit on the list? Oh, I don't know. Fifth or sixth? Oh, maybe. Yeah, well, well, you guessed it. You, 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 you're fifth. Equal fifth oh, with Dylan go. O'Keefe. Oh, now really? you're uh, so you, your best quality for the year is seventh. So mm. I thought that was pretty surprising. But you've had two sevenths. And then wow. wherever you were at Simmons, like you were like halfway down the back straight, I think that's where you started at. Right? <sighs> well, that was no good. Phillip Island, we didn't put tires on for the second part yeah, of so the, you were the quality there. session. So that was no good. Yeah. We should, we should have been about fourth or something there. Yeah. Uh, what was the last one? Uh, oh, Sydney, Sydney. Oh, I could have done a better job in that one. I reckon we should have been a couple of places better. Bathurst. Bathurst, Bathurst is the other is, one. Well, it was a lot. Oh, that was just, yeah. Anyway. It was a lottery. It's anyway, not so bad then. They, you were just making up massive excuses then. So Chaz Mostert yeah. was the uh, was on top from Lee Holdsworth and Aaron Cameron uh, yep. was th- uh, third best. Actually, one of the surprises for me was Nathan Morecambe, who yeah. is fourth in the title, but his uh, cumulative average quality is something like thirteenth, thirteenth best. So he's racing really well, oh. young Nathan Morecambe from the HMO Customer Racing Team. All right, anyway. I started to uh, intro Bryce forward and then you <laughs> rudely ru- inru- interrupted me. So let's get Sorry. on with that. I spoke to Bryce down at Clayton and uh, here he is on the parked up podcast and we're powered by race fuels. It's great to welcome Bryce forward onto the parked up podcast and Tony D will be stoked to, to know that you're eating a delicious cookie just as we turn the microphone on here. It, they, uh, I treated myself to one before. They're absolutely tasty. Tell us about them. Yeah, sorry if you can hear me munching away. One of our really good supporters, Cheryl Morgan, uh, one of our Red Barons, sells us, uh, sends us, sorry, heaps of uh, heaps of cookies, which is awesome. Keeps our crew going. Uh, so obviously we didn't make it to Winton. We're currently sitting here at WAU headquarters, and uh, Cheryl's amazing cookies have made it here. 
and so we've been snacking on them. So there's a laugh mouthful just gone of a choc chip cookie that was pretty damn good. They are pretty damn good, uh, very tasty, and I will be um, poking my poking my head into the Walkinshaw team more often, knowing that there are some delicious cookies uh, on offer. Thank you very much, Cheryl. The uh, the Winton round getting cancelled was such a shame. Uh, you know, we were all so close. You know, you might have been on your way going up there, uh, like a, a lot of people were. Uh, from from your seat, how did the those uh, those sort of turbulent 48 hours roll out ahead of the cancellation? Yeah, look, I think for everyone it was. Um for me, it was just like winding the clock back to the GP. It was like, this is a matter of when. It's just, it's not a matter of if, it was a matter of when. You know, and so I was a bit unsure if they were going to call it when I got there or call it halfway through the race meeting or call it... I mean, you know, from my point of view, it was that they had to call it. It was, And I knew that they really, want, I knew that they really were trying to push on and, and press on with the race meeting and get it done. But unfortunately, it just, you know, COVID doesn't wait for anyone. So... Uh, Luckily for me, I hadn't left home yet, um, but I was not far away from leaving. And uh, my housemate, um, he works for Matt White actually in Super 2. He, he pressed on, left at 6 in the morning, and I rang him at 10 o'clock after a sleep in and after some, some you know, eggs on toast and whatnot at home. I said, have you turned around yet? And he's like, yeah, on my way back. I said, fair old detour, or fair old morning cruise up to Winton and back. So, um, yeah, look, it was disappointing, obviously, you know, a lot of teams out there will be in the same boat as us, but we put a lot of effort in, um, you know, before this round and, you know, tried some, you know, had had some different things we wanted to sort of to, to try and especially after having the test day there and obviously we were on a new tyre this weekend and, and whatnot and all of that hasn't eventuated. So it was a bit of an anti-climax and, you know, I love just going racing and, you know, was keen to go racing. And so, uh, yeah, sad it didn't all go ahead, but, you know, it's a, it's a bit, uh, bit hard in these times to, to I suppose, be trying to run a championship like this yeah i guess uh, the best news is that the round hasn't been cancelled i'd incorrectly said cancelled before it's actually been postponed and important that that this is your home test track if you'd lost this race entirely then that would be a major disadvantage for your team and any of the victorian teams so great that supercars has already uh, gone straight onto the front foot and and created that new event july 31 august 1 yeah, look, obviously exactly right. I mean, we, like we said, we, we tested there just recently. We we're all excited for this weekend. And, you know, whilst, um, you know, whilst we use Winton as our test track to test, you know, bits on our cars and to, t and to test in general for other circuits, everything we learn is directly at Winton. So, you know, we would like to hope that that would yield us some kind of, you know, benefit or, 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 you know, or gain, but it's hard to know because we also don't get to test in race conditions. So sometimes when you're learning these things, they can actually backfire on you because the track changes in a way that you haven't tested on and, and the way that you don't expect. So, um, you know, but either way, we're still excited to, to go racing. It's awesome that, you know, for everyone in that area that the event hasn't been cancelled, it's been postponed. Um, and so looking forward to getting back there when we do. It means the next round of the championship takes us to Darwin, your home event. Not many people in the world can call Darwin a, a, a home event for, for motorsport. So uh, kind of cool that we get to go there. But um, again, a turbulent couple of weeks in actually trying to get up there as well. What's your plans? What's WAU's plans to, to get up to Darwin uh, and safely get up to Darwin and avoid border closures? Yeah, I think... That's a challenging one. I'm I'm lucky in that I'm probably, you know, one of the, I'm probably the only person in the category that can call a particular event 
my home event and be the only one you know in the category that it is their home event so i'm lucky in that i got a lot of support from darwin um you know we you know we're pretty strong not tight-knit sort of community in the territory and we all sort of support each other and so i've got a lot of support up there and i'm very lucky to be the only territorian you know racing in the supercars championship obviously it's awesome for me to be going to darwin absolutely love darwin i'm a territorian through and through and always will be and as I say, you can take the boy out of Darwin, but never the Darwin out of the boy. So, you know, I absolutely love love that place and really excited to get back up there. Obviously, it's a bit of a safe haven for me for a couple of reasons. Obviously, there's just no COVID there. I think, you know, it must must stop at the border. I don't know if it, uh, I don't know what the go is there. They mustn't like alcohol or something. I'm not sure. Territorians are a little bit different. We all like to stay hydrated up there. But, uh, yeah, it's it's an interesting one. But for me... Obviously, it's also home. It's also my family, and you know we live five minutes from the racetrack up there. So, for me right now, I'm just trying to work out the shortest way between now and when I get to Darwin. Um, you know, obviously at this point in time, the lockdown's meant to end on Friday here in Victoria, and I'm not sure how that's all going to pan out. Um, I'm, I think everyone's going to have to take evasive action and and go across the border. Um, you know, probably probably the Wednesday after Winton so that it gives two weeks out of Victoria so that we'll be allowed into Darwin because as soon as uh, the lockdown drops in Victoria it doesn't necessarily mean you'll be allowed into the Northern Territory. Northern Territory uh, have been pretty strict with their borders, rightfully so. They've got a pretty easy state to, to manage. Um, so for me, I think I'm just going to have to get out of Victoria and, and uh, do quarantine and, and so that I'm allowed up there. And I think everyone down here in Melbourne is going to have to be in the same boat. It's just 2020 part two, isn't it? Uh, how how frustrating, annoying. What's the uh, what's the the vibe? What's the your feelings when you think about this situation? And you know, compared to what everyone in the category had to endure last year. I think a lot of people were triggered as soon as this has come up. Um, rightfully so. That a lot of people, you know, that found it really tough last time. Also rightfully so. But I think the biggest thing that probably we didn't realise at the time, and, and this isn't directly me but I think a lot of people didn't realize how difficult it was for the families at home you know we were all lucky in that we're lucky here we're a tight-knit team you know we all get on really well it was a it was a, like a big glorified boys trip you know we whilst everyone was enduring summer uh, sorry winter down here in Victoria we were up in Darwin going fishing in boardies and, and thongs and and getting the tan in singlets you know like for me it was it was awesome I've got nothing keeping me here in Melbourne you know so I've got the, my race team family here and some amazing friends here, but I don't have my family here in Victoria. So it wasn't a problem for me, but I think for a lot of people, they got home and realised the toll it took on their families. And, and I think that will also influence their decision to whether they're you know, fit to do this again. And like last time, it was only meant to be two weeks. At the moment, supercars are saying that this is only meant to be till Darwin. Hooker by crook, this is only till Darwin. But you know, for those who were on the COVID tour in 2020 can see that most likely that's probably going to roll on into into Townsville as well. Um, you know, if things don't change here in Victoria pretty pretty quick, then I would see Darwin and, and Townsville getting put together again. Um, but then obviously there's a big break. So we'll wait and see how it all pans out. But, you know, it's 2020 take two. And I'm a bit annoyed that, you know, we, we probably should have called Winton off a day earlier um, and all got out a day earlier like AFL did. We would have all been out in New South Wales. We wouldn't have had to quarantine. We wouldn't have had to endure what we're about to endure. But, you know, I guess like they told us last time, we have to do it to keep the championship rolling and we just got to do what we've got to do. We're not looking forward to it, but it is what it is.
It's a frustrating time for sure. Let's try and talk about some non-frustrating things. Uh, it's been a reasonable start for you, a great start for Chaz, I think you'd admit. Where's, how do you feel that your championship is tracking so far in 2021? Yeah, look, for me, bluntly, I'm not happy at all. Um, really happy for Chazzy and the team, you know, obviously to get Chazzy's first win. You know, I think certainly on Chazzy's side of the garage, they've been a lot more consistent and, you know, a lot more of a contender week in, week out. For us, um, got to say, we've probably been a little bit confused. You know, I think we ended 2020 really strongly, um, but we just quite haven't had the same speed. So we're, we're trying to work out what the sort of go is there. Um, you know, I've been digging deep and working pretty hard outside of racing, you know, f to, to put my effort into my racing, um, you know, trying to, trying to, uh, I suppose, find, find the downfall. I'm not, not really sure, but, um, you know, I'd tried a few things different before going into Winton and was really excited to sort of see how that all went off and see what kind of weekend we had. And obviously it all didn't quite eventuate. So, you know, I think, um, you know, there's, there's still time to get our championship back on track. But uh, in saying that, we really, really need to turn it around. I'm certainly not happy where we are. So what are some of the key points that you're looking at? Where's the, where's the deficit? Um, it's, more, it's more just performance stuff at, at the day. On, you know, there's some things I can't talk about, but there's, there's some things that, um, that I'm trying to do just in my own performance as well to, to maximise every time I'm in the car. Um, you know, the other thing is I, I thrive really well when I just eat, sleep and breathe racing, and that's what 2020 was. Uh, 2021 everyone is in their normal environment a bit more whereas for me I don't really know the normal environment I kind of only know COVID being last year my first year so still trying to work a few of those bits and pieces out um, but like I said I'm, I'm, I'm still working hard on it the, you know the desire to do well is still there and I know I can do it we did it last year so um, and Chazzy's doing well and he's in the same car so I need to try and work out what the go is there and, uh, and rectify it. All right, let's end on a, uh, a sweet note because it sounds like you're uh, you're frustrated frustrated with that. What's what's the end goal for 2021? If you can get things turned around and start getting closer to Chaz, where's where's the uh, that that ultimate sweet spot? Where's the the final championship position, the the, the best that you'd like to be? I mean, I don't know that I would. F I mean, obviously the goals have got to be changing after after the start of the year. I mean, at the start of the year, the goal was top ten in the championship. Um, can I see that right now? Not sure, but I need to sort a bit of stuff out between now and then. So for me, the goal is to be top 10, top five and top 10 race finishes. That's no ifs, no buts. That's where I want to be. That's where we were at the end of last year. Um, and I want to build on that and go forward from there. So it's been a little bit of a rocky start, but it doesn't mean it's not about to change. Um, like I said, working hard on it and, you know, always frustrated when you're not winning in this game. It's a tough industry and that's why we love it. Bryce Ford, thanks for joining us on the Parked Up podcast. No worries. Thanks for having me. And we thank Bryce for his time. Tony, uh, when I got there, they had a lot of biscuits and he was hoeing through quite some, uh, quite a few of them. Oh, really? Yeah. So uh, you got a little mention in there with Bryce and his biscuit eating. I knew you'd like that. Excellent. He needs a few biscuits. Uh, <laughs> the boy's as skinny as a rake. There you go. Um, <laughs> okay. One more, one more very quick interview. We spoke to Lee Stimation. He's our good friend from Reaction Performance. He helped me through some um, uh, COVID coat shedding uh, last year, and uh, I've stuck st uh, stuck on his uh, great exercise program. He helps you a lot as well, uh, not just with uh, keeping you motivated, but also with uh, some of your um, 
health habits and uh, mental health and a, and a whole bunch of other things. So we thought it'd be timely just to catch up with Lee as we head into a, another lockdown, uh, just to help us um, guide us through whatever the, uh, the future holds. So here's Lee. And it's really nice to welcome Lee Stimation from Reaction Performance back to the Parked Up podcast. Lee, it's unfortunate that Melbourne has fallen back into lockdown, but your great support of Tony and myself's um, physical and mental well-being is as strong as ever. You've been sending us a million things <laughs> to do and to keep us active during this Melbourne lockdown. We thank you. <laughs> no worries at all. Um, I think we're, we're getting quite good at this, aren't we? <laughs> lockdown ISO 4.0 or maybe 5.0 for you Grant but that's right yeah here we are again so um yeah look, just keeping you guys active getting getting on the front foot and giving you a few things to do so I think that's the, that's the best thing we can do right now is just um, be proactive about it. Leroy it's been a little while since we've had you on the show but uh to let our listeners know you've you've been on our case and you've been training as hard but Give us a little bit of advice. I mean, it's a real bummer that we've gone back into lockdown. Uh, what are some things that can keep people positive and motivated uh, and still achieving their physical goals, even though we're, we, we're uh, a little, all a little bit bummed out at the moment? Yeah, no, it's a good point. We are a bit bummed out. Um, look, I, I think the best thing that we can do is, is kind of acknowledge that, yeah, it's a bit frustrating. We'll, we'll go through, you know, what's called the five stages of grief, so anger and denial and bargaining and, and sometimes there's a little bit of depression and you know you, you start thinking oh you know here we are again but I think the the sooner you move through to that sort of final stage and you accept where we're at and uh, think of some possibilities that you know you make the most of this time and pretty much shifting gears like you know we won't be able to go to the gym or necessarily do uh, our workouts exactly the same way that we would have but what can we do so you know, there's those uh, challenges and things that you, you see going around. I've shared a few with you guys um, through our My Zone or the, the Push Up Challenge, which is coming up, or the Sit Up Challenge. There's plenty of them out there. But I think the point there is, you know, you're making, uh, taking opportunity to to do something, engage with others still. Like we, we have this sort of physical distancing, but uh, we can still stay socially connected and, and stay active, uh, keep a routine you know some of us are you know intrinsically motivated and we'll get out and do it regardless and others are more sort of extrinsic and we need those challenges and, and things and you know it, it, there's no right or wrong there it's just like you know you're, you're either one or the other um if you are more extrinsic you probably do enjoy the challenges and and getting on board and connecting with others so you know keep that routine and, and stay active try and avoid putting on the COVID code again as they say <laughs> Yeah, that uh, one thing that we did learn <laughs> last year. had one of those last lockdowns. So. Oh, yeah. It's definitely one thing we learned, we learned last year. You know, some other people got really motivated and lost weight and others just didn't. And, uh, yeah, there was a, quite a few of them. But I think you're absolutely right, uh, keeping socially connected, checking in on your mates, make sure they're all good because there will be a lot of worry around at the moment, especially – with no job keeper, people are literally out of work. I mean, you were going up to Winton on the weekend to to work for the Cedars race team uh, in the Utes. You know, you had to turn around and come back home. Um, and there was a lot of people in the same boat. So we really feel sorry for the support categories that were going to Winton to go racing. Um, now they've, uh, you know, packed up, gone home. And, uh, 
you know, a lot of, for a lot of people, they've lost a lot of income. Yeah, 100%. Like, um, I, I made it as far as yay. It was a nice leisurely trip to yay for a coffee on uh, on Thursday. So, <laughs> but then turned around and, and looked for, for a lot of the guys and a lot of the teams all over Australia. But, you know, I'm fairly closely connected with plenty of guys in Sydney. And, um, you know, they've put in a massive effort and uh, to, to get their cars. And, and, you know, especially in the support categories there, there were some big cars being, uh, sorry, a lot of cars being tripped around the country and they had to pretty much, I think they got two cars off and then loaded them back on and turned around. So, you know, it, it affects everyone in different ways, whether you're in lockdown in Melbourne or in, in New South Wales or otherwise. Um, so an important thing is, you know, yeah, connect with your mates. And I've, I've still been in touch with plenty of guys in um, in Sydney and we're doing some of the push-up challenges and things like that. And yeah, just, just stay active. Like, um, you know, th- think about, what are the, the danger zones for yourself? Um, whether that be uh, the, the energy balance, the too many uh, calories in or not enough calories out, one or the other. Um, yeah, just think about that and, and put in some measures, you know, connect with the mate or do a bit more incidental activity that you might not otherwise be doing because you're uh, stuck indoors. So yeah, they're, they're the things to be mindful of, definitely. Well, Lee, we thank you so much for your time uh, on the Parked Up podcast and your great support of our our fledgling little podcast here um, and uh, keeping us in trim for uh, all of the challenges that the modern world presents. So, um, mate, we we can't see you. We can't see you uh, face-to-face for a little bit, but we look forward to the next time we can. No worries at all. We'll uh, we'll keep you you going in our Zoom workouts. We'll get the app going for you. And, um, yeah, there's plenty of activities we'll, we'll be doing. Sounds like you need to take that dog for a bit of a run. Off you go. <laughs> they love lockdown. They've had more walks this week than they have in the last month. So <laughs> it's all good for them. All right. Thanks, mate. See ya. Thanks, mate. Cheers. See ya. Bye. And we thank Lee for his time. Tony, did uh, did you take anything from that? Will you be following any of his direction? <laughs> well, he got me through the last lockdown or the other three lockdowns that we've had last year, I should say. Uh, very well. So I came out of that as fit as a fiddle and, and ready to take on the world. Um, but you know what? This time around, it just feels quite different. It really does. So um, I think everyone's a bit, you know, just disappointed that we're back in this spot and uh, it's going to take a little bit to get our heads around it. And like I said before, hopefully we're not in this position too long, but Lee makes some good points there, you know, like uh, get some strategies happening, what works for you, um, some healthy strategies, maybe do some exercise for the, to get the mind right and uh, to keep you really positive in this sort of negative uh, sort of uh, environment at the moment. Yep. It's definitely negative. It's definitely negative. We've seen better days, but uh, you know what? I've got uh, certainly for the next at least seven days, I'm going to have home cooked meals from mum. I know dad's dad's fridge will be uh, stocked full of beer. Well, there'll be some beers in there knowing that he'll know that I'm coming. So he would have emptied all those and then said, Hey, it's, it's time for you to uh, fill that up. So I'll have to send him down the past year. I'll have to send him down the shops to go get them because I'll be in uh, some days of, self-isolation and then yeah let's let's see what's what no but really how did you get this past year i have no idea i'm a magician you must be a magician mate (laughs) poor girl she's at home with the kids 
Yeah, hey, he's left after ex- three weeks. Exactly what you did a uh, a couple of years, uh, a couple of months ago. Actually, that, that's exactly time. what Steph said to me. She goes, "Oh, you left for five weeks," and I'm like, <laughs> "Yeah, but that was to that was to race in the oh, Bathurst 1000." Oh, so you're saying my job there? And... So you're saying my job is uh, not as well, important you just, as yours? Oh, well, you're just going to Darwin just to take some pretty pictures and video, like you know, you get a and tan. Anyone could do that, you say, and get eaten by midges. Well, you could send someone else. I, could I can't send somebody else to drive the race car, can I? Well, you could, certainly could have. Could have called up Elio. Look at that bloke. No, he wins Indy 500s all the time. Yeah, but then I probably wouldn't uh, get the call up the following year. Uh, that is um, exactly what I'm thinking. We, <laughs> we should just quickly touch on that little photo, and I reckon you should put that up on our parked up Facebook page. Yep. Um, can I replace myself. Fabian's head with my head? No, but I want to keep Fabian's hair. Oh, absolutely, yeah, best hair in mm. And his and his watch. I like his watch. <laughs> hey, you got a tag as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, so Fabs and I went over to uh, this, this podcast not supported by tag, but if they would we'll... like to come on board, we are open. <laughs> we don't have a watch sponsor just yet. <laughs> exactly. Um, and we got to hang out with the, the Penske guys and. Um, that was on the grid before um, the Daytona tw- uh, no. 24 hour. Yep. 24, it was in, yeah, 24 yeah, hour. In January. Yep. 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 In the 24 hour there. And um, Helio was really cool, actually. Like uh, he, he had heaps of time for everybody. Even when he'd be having lunch, we'd go and sit with him and, and uh, steal his lunch and just have a chat about life. And he was really, really cool. So um it looks like a like his photo bombing is there, but um, <laughs> yeah, we got got to know him very briefly. So that's sort of really weird to see him win the race and to celebrate in amazing style and to become such a legend of the sport when he's a very humble person. <laughs> yeah, cool. Um, that's my little claim to fame, anyway. There got a little go. photo of it before he was absolutely legendary status. He is now. He is now four time Indy five hundred. Winner, which is four more than you and I combined. Absolutely, it is. All right, that's it. That's it. Episode 50, 59, 60? I don't know. It's something. Nah, 59, I think. You better get back on the road. I'm getting back on the road. Everyone, be safe. Wear masks if you're in Melbourne. Uh, <laughs> live your life as normal if you're not in Melbourne, like me. Um, you're not in Melbourne anymore, mate. No, nah, I'm out. All right, you're going to go. See you later. Almost there. <laughs> See you, mate.